Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Omar Project. Before we get started, I want to make sure I invite you to join the OmarProject.com. That's spelled O-M-A-R, because you can get a lot of great insight on project management, the skills you need to up your game, and also learn from the best project managers in the world on the most complex projects. In this episode, we're going to talk about two really important questions. The first is about when it's time to develop a project process. And the second is, what do you do when you have lots of projects? Like, I mean, lots of projects, over 10, over a dozen, over even multiple dozens. What do you do then? Because then it becomes a different ballgame. Let's get started with the first question. I work in a small consulting engineering firm. How do I know when it's the right time to develop a project process? This is from Tony from California. Tony, thank you for the question. I am glad that you're thinking about it. And if you're thinking about it, it probably means it's it's about the right time to do it. There's a couple things I'm going to start with first. The first is that developing a project process is usually because you feel like you're not on top of everything. It could be that you're missing budgets, you're missing a task that need to be completed, you're missing schedules, or you don't have good organization. If you have this symptoms, which I call feeling lost, missing budgets, not having a good plan in place, which is leading you to miss schedules, or you're dealing with different organizations and you're realizing that you're missing schedules with them, then it's about time to start thinking about putting the pieces together for a project process for your organization. And this is something that is not going to typically happen overnight. This will be something that needs to get uh, introduced to your organization. And, that, and that's the way I would recommend doing it. Why, you might ask? Because not everybody is going to be used to moving into a project process. Remember, a, a process in general, uh, is it creates boundaries, it creates structure, it creates a process to follow so that way everyone is doing the same thing along that path. And just like in project processes when you're creating them, there's going to be a little bit of friction if you were just kind of cowboying it and doing everything the way you wanted to do it with nobody giving you any sort of guidance along the way. So now we have to rein that back a little bit and we, we actually have to create a project process which will say, hey, we need these couple of things if we're going to put out this, this, uh, this product or create this project. Now, this is something that I would say, hey, it doesn't need to be super complicated. You do not need to make this into a major thing, especially if you're a small consulting engineering firm. I mean, small consulting engineering firms can be five, 10 people. It can be even up to 50 people. And even with 50, you don't need to make something uh, very complex. I mean, this could be as simple as saying, hey, in order for us to, to, to develop the next projects, these are the five steps we're going to need. Now, one of the things that's very critical that you need to understand about projects is that they go through phases. They start with an idea, then they go into concept, then they go into selecting it, and then you go into defining it, and then you go into executing it, and then operating it. That, that is a standard project structure. You will find that if you read PMP literature, any sort of literature on projects, that's basically standard across all industries. That is just the way we develop things. Now, you're going to want to try and make sure your project process lines up with all those phases. So when the minute that somebody thinks, hey, I got a good idea, I think I want to build this thing, you, you should have some sort, of, some sort of funnel for that to capture that. And then the next phase, which would be I want to select it or I want to concept it, 
you can capture that in some sort of funnel to make sure you're documenting the numbers, make sure it's a good investment. And then the, the more important phase, which is defining it once you've accepted to go on, you want to have that a process that sh shows exactly what the defined of it is. So it's clear you have the same level of definition for each project that there's, there's a certain requirement expectation that's met in order to get that done. And that could be just, okay, we need to have a, a certain type of schedule. We need to have a budget that's planned within a certain amount of, uh, of uh, cost constraints. We need to have some risk analysis done. So you can put that in all into your process. That's something that wouldn't take too long to kick off, but I'd recommend from the people aspect, make that something that, that kicks off. And it's something that's ingrained over the course of a couple of months, if not a year. I hope that helped, Tony. Thanks for the question. If you have a question for the Omar Project, submit it at podcast at theomarproject.com. I read through the questions. I get to put them on the show. And if you'd like, you can also submit a voice memo and I might even put you on the show. Next question. We have a lot of projects in our group, over 30 projects, some greater than $1 million in size. With that many projects happening all the time, there are always some projects that are over budget and over schedule. It's making it feel like having an estimate is pointless because missing budgets is not tolerated anymore. What's the best way to fix this? Kevin from New York. Kevin, that's an excellent question. This is a pretty, it's a deep question because it touches on quite a couple of different things. One of them is that uh, you're talking about many projects. So you, once you start getting over 30 projects that you're managing, I mean, if you are uh, uh, one department and you have 30 projects, no, no one department's doing that with just one project engineer. They, they probably got multiple people that are helping to put those things out. So that's, that's number one. So you have, you have a group here that has multiple project engineers and some of these projects are pretty, pretty large, right? Depending on what industry you're in, $1 million could be huge in your industry. Even when I was in oil and gas, some of those $1 million size projects were considered decent sized projects. So in the downstream sector. So that's not, those are not small projects. That's, these are projects that are capital intensive. They're important to the business. Obviously what he's saying here is that we've got all these projects going on and some people, so it could be just a couple of people that are doing these larger projects are getting over budget, which making the management not tolerate basically anybody being over budget. So they're expecting almost perfection or everyone to be on target. So what this leads to, and I think what Kevin's alluding to here is what this ends up, what ends up happening. And this is, this is to the directors, to the managers, to the CEOs of companies out there. The reason that the project process was developed is because it was built off of statistics and it was built off of organizational management and, and the tools that it's using are the, they're all based off of probabilities. So when you're doing projects, there's always estimates with ranges attached or schedules. And the minute that as an organization, you stop accepting the ranges and you punish people for missing the ranges, it can lead to some very bad behaviors. For example, what will happen when you basically tell everybody that you can never be wrong on your cost or your schedule? What's going to happen is everyone will just pad their schedules and they'll pad it to excessive uh, proportions. So that way they're never wrong. So you'll always have things that are kind of never pushing the envelope and you really will never know how lean you can actually be as an organization. And, and it's really pushing some poor behaviors. So what's the solution to this? 
this is a very challenging pro- uh, problem because obviously from a director level, from a somebody who's, you know, I'm a director right now and you, I want to be able to communicate. I'm always going to be right on my cost. I'm always going to be right on my schedule. But when you have multiple projects, it's challenging. And that's why you have to use statistics and probability on your side. You have to sometimes educate. And part of this, Kevin, is going to be sometimes educating up, uh, potentially saying and explaining and these statistics and how these things work. When you have a, a schedule that's a P50 schedule, which is developed usually after define or even sometimes earlier, that just means that your schedule has a 50% chance of finishing before the date you're saying, and it also has a 50% chance of finishing after the date you're saying. So you're not really giving, I mean, does that say it's going to be definite? No, but here's the, here's the issue. If you want to go definite, if you, we can always say, yeah, well, let's make it so it's almost hundred percent chance, which would be like the highest you'd want to go is P90. That adds a ton of costs. So the more, the more reliability you want on that schedule number, the more the confidence level on that schedule number, the, the higher the cost associated with that, because that means you're driving down your risk on all the things that could that could hurt your schedule. And that's the thing that that corporations or large organizations need to understand is that they need to understand that sometimes it's the better business solution to go with a higher risk product. Because especially with portfolios, you can have some projects that finish under budget and you can have some that finish over budget. So this really now becomes a portfolio management question. And that question is, how do you balance a portfolio? And that is going to be based off of what all projects are based off of. So instead of just looking at the individual risk of a project and the individual probability that that project will finish on schedule, now you have to take into account the overall project scope that you have. So if you've got 30 different projects and they're in 30 different states across the country or they're in 30 different parts of the world, each of those projects will have a different risk profile each of those projects will have a different probability of success. And this is the same thing. This concept is no different from somebody that's doing venture capital investments where they're doing and they're throwing 30 different types of investments out there with the expectation that some are going to, or the majority of them will fail, some will succeed. Here with portfolio management, you throw out 30 projects and you're expecting 15 to go over budget, 15 to land under budget. Now, it's your job as a director to make sure that the costs on those and the schedule on those are in line so you don't have too many big hits if some of them miss together. Yeah, this one is a little bit more complex project, but if you are a director, if you're a VP, this is one that you're going to be want to be very interested and plugged into because this is one that's going to help you be able to communicate this correctly. Thanks for the question, Kevin. If you're interested on in being on the Omar Project as a guest or also just having your question show up. Uh, on the show, you can send me an email at podcast at the omarproject.com, or you can send a voice memo at the same email, and you might end up being on the show. If you are looking into engineering leadership, if you have, have been in a position in engineering for quite a bit of time, or you're new to the field, and you want to know what it takes to get to engineering leadership, become a director, become a, a senior VP in one of these fields, then you need, you really need to take the course that I'm offering right now. It's an incredible deal. It's only $97, which is a ridiculously low price. This this course could easily go for 10 times this amount on the value that you get out of it. But you really, uh, 
it, it's limited time offer. So join now if you can. It's at engineeringleadershipacademy.com.